Oh, I'm kind of drunk. Shit. Oh, thank you. And we're back after the longest offseason in CKFL history. We have come back with the longest draft in CKFL history. A grueling five-hour experience that makes you think the coronavirus has only been going for two weeks. I am Brandon, the coach of the legendary Cleveland Steamers, joined by my co-host. I forgot his name, but he coaches a team that may have finished third last year. I would have taken third place. Like That would have been great. Oh, been you happy. got last. <laughs> Did you get last? No, I was not relegated. Oh, hey, good, good. I didn't think you got this. I just, I, I, I don't even remember what league we're in. I'm pretty sure we're the Southwest Northern Division champions, Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> that would have been Potter took last place. He's in our league, right? I think he still is. Yeah, fellow teachers. Now half our league is composed of teachers, bud. Who knew? Is it really? Yeah. Apparently, I will be teaching the young minds of America. Those oh, poor people. <laughs> I mean, those are lucky. I, I hope that's how you introduce yourself to your kids. <laughs> My name's Brandon. I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> you poor fuckers. You poor fuckers. <laughs> No, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. <clears throat> but anyways, it's been a long off season. We initially intended to do a end of the season podcast and both got a little busy and both kind of forgot. Um, there was a certain team that won the title last year. I don't remember, but the Cleveland Stim- Steamers took third <laughs> Hi, you don't yeah. even know your own name hey I don't know my my team name was inspired by the hunk of shit roster I inherited from a team that was apparently too good to continue in the league but that's neither here nor there I did just tie with said person's team in fantasy baseball Dustin yes the trash pandas are rising in whatever my fantasy baseball team's name is, but that doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. Do you ever talk shit on Dustin over there? I do not, but about I'm pretty, fantasy football. I have not, but I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. So probably Dustin Engle. Yeah, no, that's him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he actually you does definitely talk shit on him. Yeah, he does really well in fantasy baseball. I do not. I don't think I've had more than four wins in a season. <laughs> like, I'm, oh, shit. I am a bad fantasy baseball player, but 
it's looking like I'm about to improve to two zero and one, and there's only three games left because of coronavirus. So I might actually make the playoffs this year, and it's wonderful. Nice. Yes, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You have a chance of winning a league somewhere. I mean, I finished ahead of you two years in a row, so I mean, it's a better chance than you. So, <laughs> but how many championships have you won? <laughs> one. Thank you very much. One. You didn't win it. Somebody else won it for you. you put a bag. You have a hand-me-down championship. Still counts. <laughs> I'll be so pissed when you finally get that second one and you're going to start talking shit. No, oh, I have two championships. No, you don't. You, have you only have one. Somebody else has the other. The amount of shit talk will be never-ending, and it will be wonderful. But It already is. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right, should we get into it? Yeah, we should. We should. We should. All right, so we're going to recap the draft. So, uh, first things first, the Fockers have gone rogue. It's an ending I think we all saw coming. And that's all we have on that. (laughs) (laughs) The new... (laughs) The key piece of the Fockers champion. Are we Are we going to start calling them like the Gaylord football team? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. The Fockers have deemed to be offensive for team names um, because it is a copyright infringement from the movie Meet the Parents, which is why I actually did not know that said owner <laughs> – I thought it was a joke from that movie from the get-go. I was wrong. I sincerely apologize once again and wish nothing but the best for him in the future. But the Gaylord football team, as they are now known, until Jevin promptly changes their name, I assume, they will probably they will be without their best piece. <clears throat> of last year's championship team, the New England defense, the cock-sucking defense. The formerly pussy-eating defense, but currently uh, cock-sucking defense. Back to the cock-sitting, cock-sucking. Cock-sitting, Cocker City, you know, basically the same thing. How great would it have been if Cocker City would have drafted them? That would have been. The cocksucking oh, man. city defense. <laughs> that actually rolls off the top. Oh, right? And we could have changed city just to sitting. So the <laughs> the cocksucking cock city defense. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, it will be known as the cocksucking Potter Muggles defense. Which... All right. Dakota, Andrew, you guys need to get together and make a trade. Yes. For the love of the league. For the love of the league. <laughs> but <laughs> the main storylines coming out of the draft and uh, the beer commercials from Jordy go on that too. I mean, Jordy had some pretty strong beer commercials. I think his hatred for uh, White Claws was not merited as well as it should have been because White Claws do not make you feel bloated when you drink them like Bud Light even though it is cool and refreshing. It makes you have to poop a lot, and White Claws do not. So <laughs> the hatred on White Claws may have been warranted a little bit. 
But I also agree the taste ain't that great, man. It tastes like Sprite that doesn't have the sugar in it. Not for me. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, It was kind of weird to hear you differentiate between Bud Light and White Claw based on how much it made you have to poop. Bro, beer makes me shit a lot, and it's not fun. That's why I drink Jack Daniels. It's cool. It's awesome. It makes you want to fight a motherfucker. Jack Daniels, don't be a pussy. This year's... I honestly can say that I've never tried to fight somebody because I drank Jack. Yeah, it's because you drink Evan Williams. It's like the Kroger version. Still, it counts. What is it you say? Put a bag on its head still Still counts. counts. Put a bag on the bottle still counts. You're right. I mean, honestly, I I drank that Evan Williams. It's not bad, man. It's pretty good. And when you're mixing it, it doesn't fucking matter. At all. At all. The only thing we can all agree on, though, is Miller Lite blows, fam. I, ugh. True. True. It truly is piss. Like, I think it – did Jordy call it Angel's Pissed? <laughs> yes. Yes. Once again – Makes are... ugly women seem beautiful. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> 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 May have been the highlight of the draft. <laughs> but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go ahead and jump into the draft right now. We'll – recap the first round a little bit really quickly. There was only three picks in the first round. Uh, The first pick started off with the Potter Muggles drafting Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the running back out of LSU who will play for the Kansas city Chiefs. Second pick being Josh Jacobs, the running back for the now lost Vegas Raiders. And the third pick being rookie running back from Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor, who may be the second or third string running back in Indianapolis. What were your thoughts on the first round? Honestly, the first round, I've got no issues with any of those picks. I think Jonathan Taylor with this format is going to be a stud muffin. A little mad that he didn't last till the next round for me to pick up, but I can't blame anybody. I don't think anybody made a bad pick here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the uh, first two picks were pretty much handwritten in. Um, if Potter would have taken Josh Jacobs, I think Jordy takes Clyde Edward Hilaire. Um, I, I think Jonathan Taylor might be a little bit of a surprise pick there because um, you have some studs like David Johnson, George Kittle, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, D.J. Moore, Adam Thielen, you know, players like that. Um, that you oh, don't forget Miles Sanders, who definitely does not have an ACL tear. I I skipped him intentionally, sir. Go fuck yourself. Oh, no. <clears throat> Sorry. I didn't want to skip him. I like him. <laughs> I have to like him. I, I Honest to God, though, I had, a, I had Miles Sanders as my number four running back going in, which – one was Hilaire, two was Jacobs. Then I had David Johnson as my three, and Miles Sanders as four. So jumping into the second round, I don't, I don't think Miles Sanders is a bad pick at all. And the way David Johnson underperformed the last couple of years, I don't know why you wouldn't take a younger, better version, which is what Miles Sanders is. So that is a good pick. I just, I don't know with Houston. 
I think that position's pretty good. Like, I think David Johnson might actually have a decent year this year. So, props to Gerard for taking David Johnson. But, yeah. See, I was thinking, having dealt with David Johnson last year, like, before he got injured, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Uh, he top was, five, top six. David David Johnson. But then afterwards. First round pick before he got hurt. Yeah, I just don't know that I would have drafted him in the second round. There's still a few other guys that I would have much preferred over David Johnson. Um, I think I would have looked to target him maybe third, fourth round at the earliest. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't fully disagree with you. I, uh, I just when you're looking for like a big name player, first round, you know. Um, I, I actually think there's a couple of rookie running backs that I probably would have taken above Jonathan Taylor. Um, like, for example, DeAndre Swift in Detroit, which I understand the negative side of DeAndre Swift is look at what the running back production has been in Detroit over the past couple of years. You know, like who, who's their other running back? Um, Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. Like he's still young. Like he's only what, 24, 25? Something like that. I don't think he's even that old. Yeah, because I think he's in his he's in his third year, so he's either twenty three, twenty four, twenty five in that range. So I mean, he's still a young back, um, and he hasn't really done anything in his first two years. Um, so like, I understand why you would doubt that offense. You have a new coach in the second year, didn't really do much in his first year other than piss off half the roster. Which, hey, that's the most Detroit thing of all time. So. Maybe right. they're on, maybe they're on their way to success, but yeah. But is there are there any rookies that you're looking at that you think might be like sure files sure fire studs? Um, honestly, not a lot of rookies this year, just uh, because of the whole COVID situation. Not really having you know rookies don't generally get much of an off season anyway. But this year they get absolutely no off season, <laughs> yeah. so there's no chance to build any chemistry, work on anything. So I don't, I don't really look for any rookies to really do much this year, or at least in comparison to next, uh, previous years. I just I don't think there's going to be a lot of rookies that do much. Yeah, no, I I I'm on the same page a little bit. I think uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, as we talked a little bit earlier he comes into kind of a unique situation because the chiefs didn't really have that much running back depth, especially with uh, them dropping LaShawn McCoy. Um, I think was it Darren, Darren Williams that dropped that dropped out. He opted out for the season. Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Awful. Damian Williams should have won the (laughs) MVP and I forgot his damn name. Like, God bless, God bless uh, Patrick Mahomes, but the Super Bowl MVP was not Patrick Mahomes. It was Damian Williams. Like, greed. 100%. But, <clears throat> anyways, outside of that, like, rookies this year, it's just hard to judge. Like, I really like Jerry Judy um, going into the Broncos just because the Broncos don't really have that much receiver depth. They have Cortland Sutton and – that's all I can name off the top of my head, but the, that's also me being a Chiefs fan and disrespecting the Broncos. Now, honestly, that's pretty much it. Deshaun Hamilton hasn't done shit, so 
Yeah. I don't ever expect him to, and I don't think the Broncos expect him to, given how many receiving options they drafted. And I will say, uh, Justin Jefferson with Minnesota, um, that might actually be a sneaky good pick by Lehigh. Ooh. Uh, but I, no. I, I'm just I, – I am staying, like, but. looking at it now, I think that's a bad pick. But – Fast forward into the future, that might be a sneaky good pick because they lost Diggs, Stefan Diggs. He went to Buffalo. They have Adam Thielen, who underperformed last year and is a year older. And then outside of that, I don't know what they have. Maybe in two years, Justin Jefferson's the number one guy in Minnesota. But I, I don't see it for this year. Like, maybe next year. Yeah, I agree. It's just uh, a reason I, I like Justin Jefferson as a player and as a prospect, but the way this this league's format is, I don't think he's going to produce enough this year to justify keeping him. So at that point, you've wasted your second round pick. You know, I think next year is the year to target him as a draft player. Um, just he's not going to do anything for your team this year, and yeah. Just a rough pick for the second round pick. Like you could get so many other more proven players. Just in the second round for receivers, you've got – or third round, excuse me, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, D.J. Moore, Adam Thielen. Like just right there, all of those people will outscore Justin Jefferson this year. Right. Yep, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I was actually – like that was one of the picks that made me kind of – Oh, what? <laughs> you know, and I was, I was happy about it. Cause I was, I was counting down the picks for my pick. Cause I think I had like 18 picks until I made my first pick. So I had made like a top 20 list and. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There are a couple of those picks that I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> I know. I know. That's how I was feeling, especially right. drafting early. It's like, okay, cool, cool. I can get some more right. players that I like. Right. Like, uh, I, I guess we'll just we'll just go ahead and jump into who we thought had the worst worst draft. And for me, it's a team that I always sleep on. It's Lehigh for me personally. Um, I I think they drafted Jonathan Taylor too early. I think they drafted Justin Jefferson too early. I like their pick of Dak Prescott, but I think they could have got Dak in the fifth or sixth round. So I think they drafted Dak too early. Cam Akers might be a sneaky good pick, but I also think the fourth round might be too early for him. Zach Ertz in the fifth is a good pick. Henry Ruggs for what's available at that time is not a bad pick. He's another good rookie. Will Fuller at that round is not bad. Hayden Hurst. I, I actually thought Hayden Hurst in the eighth round might be one of the biggest steals in the draft, so credit to Lehigh. Um, but, I, I mean, outside of that, I don't know. I, I just thought there were players available that they could have gotten that they missed on because they overdrafted a couple people a little bit too early. But at the same time, if they're not trying to compete, compete this year, they got a lot of good rookie talent. So it's it's hard to criticize them, but – Lehigh would probably be my team that drafted the worst this year. 
I have to agree. Um, I like their Jonathan Taylor pick. I got no qualms with that. I don't like the Justin Jefferson pick in the second round. I don't like the Dak Prescott in third round. I don't like Cam Akers in the fourth. Zach Ertz, fine pick in the fifth. Uh, sixth round, he got Henry Ruggs when you still have proven production players like uh, Michael Gallup, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, T.Y. Hilton available. It's like, ah, what the hell are you doing? Will Fuller's going to be on like death watch in yeah, week Will, three. Will Fuller might be the number one receiver in Houston now that – Yeah, I, true, but like – Eh, he's not going to stay healthy. He never has. And I'm not a big injury-prone kind of guy, but this dude just will get hurt. That's just what he does. Yeah. I, just, I agree with you. Like Every pick he made, it seemed like there were better options, better value to be, to be had, and he just kind of kept whiffing. Yeah. But this being Lehigh, he's going to fucking pull it off and – be back in the goddamn championship game because why the hell else not? Yeah, I was I was gonna say last year I felt kind of the same way about his draft strategy, and I was like, why did you draft him so early? And then they all panned out. <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm so I tired will, of Lehigh doing well. I will never, I will never doubt that dude drafting because it just seems like Except you know, for this time. I will doubt him right now. Yes, <laughs> but. But he will more than likely prove me wrong, like he always does. <laughs> so, yep. 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 <sighs> and then uh, for the best draft, in my opinion, the team that improved their stock the most, I have Potter. Um, I think Ooh. he went – He went. I, I don't know if Potter's ready to compete yet. They, he might not be ready to compete yet, but I believe that the Potter Muggles went from being basically an auto win when you play them to they actually have legitimate talent. Like I think he drafted the best player on the board with rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs. Um, I wasn't 100% on board with him drafting Mark Andrews, number one. Uh, as the number one tight end drafted um, when George Kittle's there, I probably rank Kittle a little higher than Andrews, but Andrews produced last year. It's just Baltimore has a bunch of talented tight ends and I'd prefer to have one that is the guy and George Kittle is the guy. And in my opinion, he's the other than maybe Travis Kelsey, he's the best tight end in the NFL. So if you want to draft a tight end there, you probably draft Kittle over Andrews, but that's my only complaint on his draft. He gets A.J. Brown in the third, James Conner in the fourth, one of the top rookies in the league, and CeeDee Lamb in the fifth. Matt Ryan could potentially be the top running back – or, Jesus, top, <laughs> <laughs> top quarterback. <laughs> Has a lot of good options in Atlanta. Um, so Matt Ryan's not a bad quarterback to have at all. Um, you get J.K. Dobbins, another solid rookie running back who – you don't really need to rely on him at running back right now because you have James Conner and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so that's a good pick in the seventh. Um, you can let him develop, but I think in two to three years, J.K. Dobbins could be a beast in the league. Marvin Jones Jr. in the eighth round, like if you're relying in, on him to be a top receiver, that might be a bad pick, but still that's your number three receiver. That's not awful. 
ends up with the 49ers defense, which is probably the best defense in the league. Gets Robbie Gold, maybe the best kicker in the league. Also has the cock-sucking Patriots defense as their backup defense. That's a solid, you know, like he developed decent depth. He has a decent starting lineup and he went from trash to competitive. So that's my top team that improved their depth in the draft. That's fair. I, uh, I think overall I do like Potter's Potter's draft. Um, I think in the draft, he said, Hey, you guys, you guys know what my draft strategy is. Look at the guys at the top of the list and draft <laughs> them. Yep. And, and you know what? That's what he freaking did. Right. And it kind of turned out well for him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't have any issues with Potter's draft. So if we're going to like discount myself being able to say, might like pick my own team for the best draft, then I think I would go with Potter. Um, but if I can be biased, I think. I probably had just a slightly better draft, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely biased. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, honestly, I think Potter and I basically had the same philosophy. Just let the draft follow us, take the guys at the top of the list and just let all the experts figure shit out for us. Right. I I will say I really like your uh, fifth, seventh, and eighth round picks because I, I honest to God, didn't think DeAndre Swift would make it out of the third. And when you came up to pick, I, I didn't think he'd be drafting DeAndre because, you know, you have Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders. So I thought he'd slip. And I was hoping if he didn't make it past Gerard that he'd fall to me because that was – DeAndre Swift was who I wanted in the fifth. So I, I like that pick by you. I also hate you. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but can we, can I we talk that, about the Carson Wentz pick? The what pick? Carson, Carson Wentz pick. Oh yeah. No, I, that was a total bait and switch on me. I did not really want Carson Wentz at all. I think he's a liability. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I wanted Jared Cook, who went right after him. <laughs> so <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really help better. Like, I I actually got the two quarterbacks I wanted. Um, I probably would have taken Ben Roethlisberger instead of Matt Stafford, but someone drafted him pretty early, if I remember right. Like, someone took him. Like, maybe not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Lehigh took him in the eighth. eighth. Yeah, so my goal was to get Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Those were the two quarterbacks I wanted. Um, I knew Tannehill would probably slip because everybody remembers him from his Dolphins days. Um, But honest to God, those last seven to eight weeks of the season, Tannehill may have been a top three quarterback. So I was fine with taking him in like the 12th round, but – and I had Roethlisberger last year, along with Matthew Stafford, both of them, which died within, you know, week three and week eight. So I had to go to a backup quarterback, which is why I thought I was screwed. And then come to be Ryan Tannehill saves the day for the entire season. Cleveland loves you. <laughs> Lucky motherfucker. All right. But. 
But yeah, I don't know. I think most teams had a good draft. Um, I think Marysville has a bunch of good keepers. Actually, yeah. you know what? Re- really quickly, let's just go by. I'm going to go by one through twelve on this list. We talked about Potter already. I I like what Potter did. I think Potter's in a better situation than than they were a year before. Um, Scott City. I think they're in good shape too. Um, as long as Kyler Murray makes that step forward, he could be a big time fantasy player because his ability to run and pass. He was a, I think he exceeded expectations last year as a rookie. And I think they have better options now since they picked up DeAndre Hopkins and they still have Kenyon Drake, right? The Cardinals. Yes. Yes, which, they do. Which Kenyon Drake, he improved more than I think anybody expected last year. So that Arizona offense is sneaky good. You get Austin Eckler also as a running back, which he's much more valuable now that Melvin Gordon's a Bronco. And Todd Gurley, he might be more valuable now at Atlanta because they don't have Tevin Coleman or um, Freeman. Freeman's still a free agent. No one signed Devontae Freeman, which – he was a major disappointment. Fuck that guy. <clears throat> no reason. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think the Scott City Beavers might actually be set up pretty good, especially if Le'Veon Bell has a, you know, better year. Um, I I think he'll be better year two with the Jets than he was last year, but I don't know how much better. Like, I'm not expecting his Steeler days numbers, but that's not a bad number two, three running back to have, you know. If that's your flex running back, no one's going to cry about having Le'Veon Bell as a flex. <laughs> and then they also picked up Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, good rookie, and Zach Moss. Christian Cook should continue, or Christian Kirk should continue to improve with Larry Fitzgerald. He's what fifty four now, right? Uh, something like that. That might be a little on the young side. Right. <laughs> But I think Scott City improved. I think Wichita had a good draft. Um, I know he accidentally dropped half his team, not half his team, his entire team. But he dropped his entire team, picked up a couple players that were better than anybody on his roster with George Kittle and Josh Jacobs. Got back a couple of his studs that he dropped, and Amari Cooper and Jordan Howard drafted way too many Dolphins, dolphins, but, but hey, I mean that's Jordy. So overall, wasn't a bad draft. I mean, he even picked up Joe Burrow, so he got a couple good rookies out of that. Um, not a bad draft by Wichita. You, we already talked about your team. You had a good draft. Um, Gerard, they picked up some of the top players available: David Johnson, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Ronald Jones II. Who Ronald Jones II might be a sneaky pick because. You know, they lost all their running back depth. The only person they picked up was LaShawn McCoy, which another dude that's like 45. So, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did draft that rookie, Keyshawn Vaughn. So, you got to factor him in. I don't think he's going to take over the job or anything, but he's definitely a factor. For sure. For sure. And then Cocker City. Do you have anything to say about Cocker City? Fuck Cocker City. Amen. On to Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ottawa was the favorite coming in, coming into the draft, and I think they remain the favorite, in my opinion. 
Um, just too much studs. You got the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. You got the best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara is still potentially a beast. He didn't have as good of a year last year as I think many expected him to, but who knows this year it could be there. Juju Smith-Schuster, another player that had a down year last year, but with Ben Roethlisberger coming back, could definitely step up. Leonard Fournette is still a top-end you know, running back. You got Cortland Sutton, who could be the one or two receiver in Denver. Calvin Ridley, more than likely the number two receiver in Atlanta. You know, that's going into the draft. He had an amazing roster, and he picked up some good pieces. Austin, you were pretty high in Austin Hooper last year, weren't you? I was. I was, and I was so mad when he got drafted pick yeah. right before me because right. I felt he was going to be a stud, and he was a fucking stud. Yep. Yep, I agree. I agree. And I also think uh, Robbie Anderson in the 14th round, that might be a steal too with Carolina. Because um, Robbie should be the top of that depth chart as well. Um, nah, nah, there's no way. He could be, maybe be the number two. DJ Moore's the number one there. Yeah. But he will still put more numbers up than he did with Sam goddamn Darnold with the Jets. I hope. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> in the 14th round, though, that's a good thing, in my opinion. So, oh, yeah. No, I, you're going to get maybe wide receiver three production out of him. And for a 14th round pick, you know, you're happy with that. Yeah. And then we got the Liberty Crushers, who, once again, does anybody not, care? No, 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 no. All right. We can, we can pretty much. Check. We can pretty much skip that draft, but I will say on their part, I think they have a very good team coming back. When you got Barkley and Elliott as your running backs with Diggs and Hopkins as your receivers and Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. You know what? That might be the favorite to win the league. I think I said last year Liberty was my favorite. And then I changed it to Ottawa a second ago, but I'm flip flopping back looking at that roster. God damn it, Clint. Anyone to Spiller. <sighs> right. Right. But I, think, I think they're the favorites. And then I think Marysville went too Packer heavy. Uh, did they? They got Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even look at their keepers. Yeah, shit. Didn't they pick up Alan Lazard, too, or was that somebody else? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they did. Because I I made the joke about him being an Iowa State player, so. Oh, no, no, no. That was was Kelly that got uh, Lazard, uh, Gerard. Take it back. Take it back. (laughs) But, I mean, Marysville has a good roster, though. A lot of good receivers. Potentially good running backs. I, how do you feel about Devin Singletary? You know, I, I liked him a lot until Buffalo drafted Zach Moss, Moss. and now I have no damn clue. Right, like, I'm very conflicted. Like he could either be a stud or at least like low end RB two, right? Um, or he's going to do nothing. I I really have no idea. That whole Buffalo situation's got me confused. 
Right. I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I I'd never know how to draft a Buffalo player to begin with, even in these situations where they're actually good. <laughs> you know. Right. It's weird. It's weird. Then we got Cleveland, which I'll let you – you can do the recap on Cleveland. I want to know your honest thoughts. <laughs> Fuck Cleveland. They're trash, and we could probably kick them out of the league. All right, moving on to Lehigh. Yeah, two-time two time East champs. Oh, my two-time. God. You're bragging like this means shit. Wait till it you will. win your own goddamn championship. You have a hand-me-down championship. I'm going to yeah, make really? that the new hashtag for the year. Last year was hashtag he's got a kicker. This time it's going to be hashtag hand me down championship. It'll or hash, mean uh, hand me down title. Hand me down. T- I like that better. It'll mean shit. No, um, I, I like your keepers. You know, I, I think I think for, for your basic core, Melvin Gordon, Nick Chubb, uh, Julio Jones, and Jarvis, I think it's going to give you a solid little, little core to be able to build your team from, set your lineup with. Um, your first couple of picks round five round six i wasn't a huge fan of i i don't remember if i said it during the recording or if this was before but i don't like uh rookies so much this year just because they didn't have much of an off season i think they're they're kind of a risk um i think round six rob gronkowski you know he could be the gronk we know from old but holy hell, that that Tampa team is getting so much freaking hype. It just it seriously reminds me of uh, when whenever it was the Philly Eagles had that dream team that just absolutely collapsed. Like uh, Bruce Arians' offense is downfield throw, never touch the the tight end, and then Brady is short throws, throw to the tight end. So uh, I. I just think this is going to be a mess of a team. I think I texted you earlier in the off season um, that I'm booking it for them to go sub 500 this year. Um, so I, I don't know that I like the Gronk pick. I probably personally would have just stayed away from Gronk because there's too much in the air. Um, Hilton in the seventh round was a steal. Um, I, I, okay. The whole rookie thing. because They don't have anything else there. Um, so, I like it there. Um, the rest of it, you know, Murray in the ninth, solid. You got a quarterback in round 10, cool. Um, and then you don't draft till the 15th, and from 15th on, who gives a shit? Um, yep. <laughs> I, think you've got, I think you've got kind of a solid little team. Um, I don't know that it's championship contention just because of the weakness at tight end. Um, but anything could happen, you know. Yeah, I think, which I think you're going to be a strong team. I actually agree with you on the tight end position drafting Gronk. I definitely didn't want to draft him there, but with everybody drafting tight end so early, like there was nothing left. Like my best bet at tight end after that was probably Hayden Hurst for Atlanta. Yeah. And I like that pick, don't get me wrong, but it's still that's still kind of risky. You don't know what he's going to produce. Like he's just taking over for Hooper. So you're hoping, you know, he produces, but But I think he's going to at least get touches, reliable touches. Yeah, for sure. So that, that leads us to Lehigh, which we talked about already. Um, Yeah. I, I think he has a lot of future talent, but I don't think that future talent translates to this year's team. 
And I think Lehigh might be relegation favorites of mine to begin the season. I agree. Like, if this were a real, like, legit dynasty league, love all the picks, love the way his team's set. But I don't see any of these guys producing enough to feel confident keeping them. So at this point, you're basically going into 2021 doing a full reset again. It's like, uh, I don't know that I want to do that. Right. I agree. And that leads us with – no, you go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, gift. No, I was just gonna say it was gonna be, you know, real sweet to see uh, Lehigh basically be in every single championship game, and then suddenly out of nowhere, relegation. That would just be sweet, poetic, and I would love it. That's that's the hope. That's the hope. But they always shocked us. Like last year, I think that was the team that surprised us the most. I don't think either of us thought Lehigh was gonna win, and damn it, they were good. <laughs> like, very good. Yeah. And that leads us with the team from Gaylord, the Gaylord football team, who will apparently be inherited by fraternity brother and close friend of mine, Jevin Voss. Um Hi, I assume. I assume. I don't that Yeah. That's <laughs> I think that's not official yet, but I think it soon will be. Um as long as everybody goes along with it, which Jevy's a great dude. I think everybody will like him. Um, he has a team that could compete right away. Um, the keepers alone are studs. Michael Thomas, best receiver in the league. Lamar Jackson, one or two on quarterback to Mahomes. Uh, Travis Kelsey, one or two on tight end. Derrick Henry is top three running back. OBJ should be a top five running back, but with his – pre-Madonna pre Madonna nature and overall sucking ability. Who knows? Fuck OBJ. I have no reason to hate OBJ, but I hate <laughs> him. No, I think you nailed on head. Starting lineup looks top-notch. Um, I do worry about regression for Derrick Henry a little bit. Um, I wonder how effective Mark Ingram will be this year, but that's a solid lineup. Now, that being said, he has like nothing for depth. So should anybody get injured, underperform, he is in deep. Uh, we're gonna call it doo doo. Yep. Yep, I agree. I completely agree. So I think this is a very boom bust team. Yep. And I honestly, I don't think Lamar Jackson's gonna have the type of year that he had last year. I think it'll oh, be no. good, but I think you'll see some sort of regression, like. You saw, I mean, you saw with Patrick Mahomes, granted, he was injured for what was it, three weeks? But yeah, but Mahomes still, even in the weeks that he played, he was not playing like he did the year before because defenses saw him and they knew how to prepare for him. So, I mean, I think oh, you're gonna he see had such some, a historical year, like regression was gonna hit him. Like, you're right, he was still good, up. but if you look at it on a point per game basis, he wasn't quite as good. Still good. I would definitely right. take him as my quarterback. I'm not bragging on him at all, but 100%. wasn't as good. All right. Completely agree. But, well, I think it was a fun draft. It was entertaining. I drank a lot. How about yourself? You did. I drank a lot as well. You know, it, this is this was probably my favorite part is even though we weren't able to get together, um, it was still nice being able to see everybody and just bullshit. Like, uh, 
and see people without masks on. Like just being able right. to see facial things. Like it was it was good seeing everybody and I'm glad we were able to do it. And I it, it was just it was a lot of fun. I and I, I also agree. Someone someone near the end of the draft, I, that was like peak drunkenness, so I'm sorry that I forgot who said it. <laughs> but someone someone mentioned uh like watching the games or watching Monday night football on you know zoom or skype or something like that i'm 100 percent for that I, I think that'd be pretty i think nice it'd be a hell of a lot of fun watch a game we could like figure out a drinking game maybe record a podcast watching the games or something like <laughs> a little spoiler 100%. tape to put at the end of the of the episode <laughs> right 100 <laughs> percent for it so yeah i think it'd be a lot of fun so if anybody wants to do it, let us know, and Brandon and I can get it set up. And uh, I promise you, I will be more witty in our future podcasts. I'm just, I'm coming down from a drunkness, so I'm like about to hit nap time. So <laughs> take a little nappy nap. A little nappy nap. <sighs> yep. But that does it with season two of the Anybody But Spiller podcast. <laughs> Hope you guys love the new logo. (laughs) I hope you like it. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it. When I saw that, I laughed out loud because that was exactly what I wanted. As soon as I saw that in the Facebook group, I was like, Sam, that's, that's gotta be it. That's, that's the new logo. That's the anybody but Spiller podcast logo. (laughs) I'm happy. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I love doing that. (laughs) <laughs> oh oh one more thing before we leave i forgot who do you think had the best intro music i don't know i stopped listening to intro music because nobody fucking asked me for any intro music so i didn't get any goddamn intro music what well, a shitty because... commissioner not to ask me for goddamn intro music well he asked everybody that was in there for it and you couldn't figure out how to click the link in the facebook message no, 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 no. Like, my screen was up saying, waiting for the host to start. And then you guys all started saying, dude, we're already in here. I went, I think I am too, but it's not starting for me. So you can kind of fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, I don't know what happened because I, I was in that screen from the get-go from like 1140 on. And then right at like noon, Clint let me in or something. I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, he, sent us, I, he sent us the message to send him a, a video on Facebook and tell us when to start it, and that was going to be our intro music. So, I'm yeah, happy I got that nothing like that. <laughs> if you would have picked an intro song, what would yours have been? Um, I think I'm going to start trying to brand the whole Lawrence Monkey Mafia thing and like really emphasize the whole monkey aspect. So I think I probably would have done Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, yeah, there we was another fun and games. <laughs> Yeah, I was proud of my uh, What Makes a Man. That was what pretty make- funny. <laughs> Just because she has big titties. Was it no, the way fights every day? No, it's no, the titties. No, it's probably the titties. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then I think, was it Clint Dick that had the I'm here to fuck with you? Or I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm here and I'm no, ready to fuck. Yeah, I'm here and I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> that was good stuff. 
That was a good bit. It was. Nope. All right. Well, I think that about does it. Make it short and sweet <sighs> this week. Thank you for uh, listening to the CKFL podcast. CKFL. I'm drunk, babe. I, I don't know. Words and stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a better episode next month if the season's not over. <laughs> right. price of my love is not a price that you're willing to pay you cry in your tea which you hurl in the sea when you see me go by why so sad remember we made an arrangement when you went away now you're making me mad remember despite our estrangement I'm your man You'll be back Soon you'll see You'll remember you belong to me You'll be back Time will tell You'll remember that I served you well Oceans rise Empires fall We have seen each other through it all And when push Comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion To remind you of my love da 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 I like big butts, and I can't. I can't not lie. You other brothers can't deny when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face. You get sprung. Ooh.